0: Praise the Lord. This is Reverend Rosemary with you again this evening, thanking God for this wonderful opportunity we have to be together to study his word. We are going to open our study with a word of prayer. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this meeting tonight, to fellowship around the table of your word and for the presence of your Holy Spirit in our midst. We pray that your word that is alive, that is sharper than a two-edged sword will penetrate us, will teach us, oh God, will bring healing, deliverance, wholeness to us and meet each one at his or her point of need in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that this is all for your glory and for our rejoicing in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, tonight we are speaking about a topic that, that is really uh, to encourage us in our commitment. Amen. Um, to be like Christ, to walk like Him. Hallelujah. To increase our level of devotion to Him and to be ready at any moment for his return uh we are going to study tonight uh about the parable of the ten virgins amen uh, this parable is found in uh, the book of matthew in chapter 25 and it is part of a larger message taught by jesus um, referred to as the olivet discourse and this this course begins actually in Matthew chapter 24 and which deals mostly with the signs of the end times so to understand the context of this parable uh, of the uh, ten virgins in Matthew chapter 25 we need to go back um, to the previous chapter but, however, because of uh, time constraints, uh, we are going to look at only at certain portions of uh, Matthew twenty four before we proceed to the parable of the ten virgins. And you know, for I have always been uh, interested in not only uh, understanding the meaning of. Uh, this parable, but most importantly, in the practical application, in its practical application. And um, as we develop this study, we will see the need to to further explore the many great lessons to be learned about our life as Christians. And um, that includes um, the level of commitment required for us to be successful in this work, And um, I believe that this may take more than one lesson. So today we will uh, start by establishing the foundation. Amen. And um, as the Lord leads, we will build on it in further studies. So let's begin now by turning to the book of Matthew chapter 24, and we're going to look at um, two, two uh, passages. Um, number, the first one would be verse from verse 32 to verse 36, and then we will skip to verse 42 to verse 43. Okay, so let's start now at verse, 32 of Matthew 24. And again, let's remember that this is Jesus teaching his disciples. Amen. Um, And so this is Jesus speaking. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors verily i say unto you this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled heaven and earth shall pass away but my words shall not pass away but of that day and hour knoweth no man no not the angels of heaven but my father only amen now let's skip to verse four verses 42 and 43 watch therefore For ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Amen. Well, we see that there is a parable here that... um, is employed by jesus to teach us that there are certain signs uh, which indicate the season of the Lord's return and when the fig tree begins to sprout new leaves he says we can be assured that summer is near amen so too when we see all these things that is the things that Jesus has just described then we can be assured that the season of our lord's return is at hand and just how broad is this time frame uh, or is this season well the verse 24 i mean 34 of Matthew 34 24 says one generation amen he says this generation And this in itself is a whole teaching, so we are not going to dwell on that. But uh, what is most important for us in this study is that um, although we are meant to recognize the season of our Lord's return, uh, we are not meant to know the exact time, uh, nor the day, nor the hour. And this is consistent with God's dealing with this world uh in the past as we can see this for example in relation to the flood that not even uh Noah knew the exact day or hour that the flood would come however I think we can safely say that at least Noah knew the season that he was in amen and therefore since uh no one can know the day or the hour that the Lord will come we must constantly uh, be in a state of um, alertness. We must be ready at any moment. And Jesus illustrates this, his point uh, in verse forty-three, as we have just read, uh, with the example of a burglary. And um, and again, let's let me go ahead and read. Uh, that verse he says but know this that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up amen so we see that if the owner of the home had known uh, when uh, this burglary would occur uh, he would of course have made sure to prevent it but in fact, he did not know the hour, so one might um, even suppose that he was not even aware that a burglary would take place, let alone the time that it would happen. Therefore, it caught him off guard and regrettably, that was to his loss. So we must be ready at all time. Amen. You know, there, there is another um illustration uh in the natural that you know i'm sure all of us could identify i mean could could relate to um i'm sure we have all seen firemen uh uh you know battling fires these people are trained and equipped to to do just that which is to fight fires um, they know that there will be fires but they just don't know when so they are Constantly on the alert, they are in a constant state of readiness. Amen. And even as as they sleep, you know their clothing is all laid out. Um, if they are taking an, a, a, a nap or they are resting, um, the you know the, the the their gear is always ready by them so that they can quickly dress and get. To the place that they need to be to fight that fire. And, you know, uh, I'm sure that some of us have seen fire trucks um, outside either grocery stores or restaurants. And uh, these firemen go inside uh, just to buy food. Uh, And, you know, but we also see that with them, they have their portable radios in hand. um, And this is so that they can be ready to rush out if a word of a fire is received so this is to tell us that uh, you know we too must be ready Jesus tells us um we do not know the hour of his return and um more than this the coming of the son of man we are told in the bible will be at a time that we do not expect so in the context of um matthew chapter 24 we are led to believe that while difficult days and times will precede um the return of the lord the actual day of his return will appear to be trouble free in a sense like uh the day of days of noah um when he and his family entered the ark amen um, when jesus returns the bible tells us people will be going around uh, you know about their normal routines because there will be no sign of danger uh, on the horizon and therefore we have to take it seriously that readiness At all times, is really what is required of us. Um, So, just what does it mean uh, to be alert? What does it really look like? Well, Jesus' instruction to his disciples are to occupy until he comes. Amen. And uh, going back to Matthew chapter 24, um, let's go ahead and um we're going to read verses 46 and 47 amen these are verses that jesus describes how he desires to find his disciples when he does return amen he wants them going about the task that he has assigned them so let's read those two verses verse 46 blessed is that servant whom his lord when he cometh shall find so doing verily i say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods amen so we see that the faithful and the wise servant knows that his master may not return for some time but he also knows that he has been instructed to feed and care for his fellow servants, a man that is found in verse 45. And so what does he do? He uses the time of his master's absence to fulfill his mission. And because this is his normal routine, when his master return, he will find him doing the work that he was assigned, even though the hour of his master's return is unknown amen on the other hand let's go ahead and continue reading uh, verses 48 through 51 and this is what jesus speaks about the unfaithful servant he says but if that evil servant shall say in his heart my Lord delayeth his coming and shall begin to smite his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkard. So the Lord, I'm sorry, the Lord of that servant shall come in that inner day when he looketh not for him and in an hour that he is not aware of and shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Notice that Jesus called that unfaithful servant evil. This evil servant interpreted his master's long delay uh, very differently. He believed that his master's return was still far away. And he also may have assumed that he would be notified beforehand so that he would have time to clean up his act in time to you know look good for his master and so what did he do he took his master's resources and ignored his master's instruction and instead of caring for his fellow servants by feeding them he went ahead and um, just took care of his own needs he fed himself and his uh, so-called friends or partners and he treated himself and his uh partners uh, in what should have been given to his fellow servants. And uh we see in um you know at the end of this passage here what happens, the outcome of this evil servant. Uh it is said that this man will be cut in two and assigned into a place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth and that place another name for that place is hell so this is where this man this evil servant ends up now we are looking at the parable of the ten virgins that is our focus but uh i needed to um lay this foundation um the background to this before um going on to look into the account of the parable of the ten virgins uh so with all that we have seen in mind let us um turn now to matthew chapter 25 and i'm going to read from verse 1 to verse 13. matthew 25 verses 1 through 13. And again, this is Jesus, the continuation of Jesus' teaching. Amen. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, give us of your oil for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered saying, not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, "Lord, Lord, open to us." But he answered and said, Verily, I say unto you, I know you not. Watch, therefore for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the son of man cometh amen so to summarize this passage we see that uh, there was a wedding to which 10 young virgins were invited as participants Uh, and the passage doesn't tell us why they needed their lamps but it would seem that in some way they were instructed to bring lamps so that uh, at the right time they would have some kind of um, ceremonial service. So all 10 virgins brought their lamps, but only five brought the necessary oil as well. Um, They all waited for the groom to arrive and um, time passed and darkness set in. And so the groom was delayed longer than expected. And so all 10 bridesmaids that is the virgins, they slept until he arrived. Um, then suddenly at midnight, someone cried out that the groom was approaching. So all ten virgins are awakened by that cry and they begin to prepare their lamps for this ceremonial service. Uh, the need for this lamp right now at this point is, becomes very obvious. Um, it is midnight and it is pitch dark. So the lamps are needed. So the five foliage virgins asked the five wise virgins to share their oil. however, their request is denied. And it wasn't because the five wise virgins just didn't care, but it was because there would not be enough oil for all ten lamps. So uh, it would be better, of course, you know, they, they, they must have figured to have a ceremony with their working lamps the five working lamps rather than you know 10 one 10 lamps that would be non-functioning because they would have all gone out of oil there would have been lightless lamps so the foolish virgins were told to go purchase their own oil and they did but what happened during their absence is that the the festivities took place the groom came and accompanied by the five wise virgin entered into the celebration hall and the doors were closed and we see that the five virgins later arrived with the oil that was recent you know freshly bought however it was too late that part of the festivities had been completed which was to have uh, get their, their their lamps amen that were brightly burning and to enter into that place of celebration amen um so there was no need therefore for the services of these five virgins and who had just come with their uh, their, their lamps and they were therefore not allowed to enter and join in the wedding celebration. And notice that these virgins, they they pled uh, to to get in, Um, but yet, you know, they were saying, Lord, Lord, open to us, let us in. But they were sent away with the words, I do not know you. You see, our Lord then concludes this parable by applying it to his disciples amen and he says watch therefore for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the son of man cometh so this message to jesus's disciples we shouldn't think that it's just to these men um, to whom he was speaking then this message is addressed to the whole body of christ to the church and jesus urges he's urging his disciples to stay alert because they too do not know the day or the hour of return so we need to um dig uh deeply into you know the meaning of this parable and consider its interpretation and how um this applies to our life um you know one lesson here is that though we may know the season of the lord's return but we cannot and will not know the day nor the hour and because of this we must be constantly in a state of alertness so this parable really is talking about being ready uh there are several aspects to being ready which i hope uh, to develop uh not in only, well, in this lesson, but um, in the next one, because again, as we mentioned, there is is just a lot to this parable. But what we will do today is focus on uh, the work that the Holy Spirit does in the life of the believer in equipping and revealing what it means to be ready. Amen. Now. The fact that all 10 virgins had oil in their lamps indicates to that they were all Christians. First of all, the Bible did not mention 10 women, but rather 10 virgins, amen. So there was a level of preparation on the part of all 10 virgins. And also let's remember that in the Bible, uh, oil signifies the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I believe that these virgins referred to Christians, that they were saved, amen. And um, in in a sense, I will compare uh, salvation to a woman that is expecting a child, amen. Um, Once, when a woman expects, uh, is expecting, or we call this also being pregnant, Amen. This person is either expecting or they are not. They, the, the person cannot be just a little bit, let's say, pregnant. The same way, no one can be a little bit saved. Either you are or you are not. And the Holy Spirit, we know, is uh, a divine person. Is the third member of the Holy Trinity of God. He is equal to the Father and to Jesus Christ in every way. And we are also told in Second uh, Peter chapter 1 and verses 20 to, and, to, and 21 that um, it is under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that holy men of God wrote the Bible. Amen. So the Holy Spirit is a person. He is not just a force. Or a power. Amen. So, therefore, if the Holy Spirit is living in our life, we must know that He is the gift of the Father to everyone who is born again. The Bible says that we are sealed when we are born again with the Holy Spirit. Amen. He is the seal that we belong to God. And while we receive His presence at salvation, Amen. In other words, he comes and indwells us. We can later receive a second anointing of him, which the Bible calls the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this baptism allows us to go deeper with God, hallelujah. And one of the very important aspects of this baptism is that our prayer life is greatly enhanced in that our prayers will not come from our mind, but directly from God himself, amen. And additionally, the gifts of the Holy Spirit help us to not only edify ourselves, but the whole church. So we cannot only have part of the Holy Spirit living in us. Amen. However, it's unfortunate that oftentimes, he has only part of us. And this is where the problem lies, that our allegiance to him might be divided. And in the flesh, we can actually choose to allow our old nature to be the boss. You see, we are called to walk in the spirit and not to satisfy the desires of the flesh therefore our level of joy and our level of preparedness for the lord's return will vary and that i believe is the difference between these two groups of virgins the wives virgins were fully committed to wait as long as it took while The other five foolish virgins, they were not. And the Church of Jesus Christ is filled with, you know, different um, denominations worldwide, people from every background. And the common denominator is the Holy Spirit at work in our hearts. Therefore, there are no first or second class Christians. Every Christian is who he is because the Holy Spirit, God's Holy Spirit, lives in them. Oh, so we either have Christ <clears throat> or He is still waiting at the door, hoping to be invited in. However, there are various degrees of commitment and maturity within the universal church of God. And uh, as we seek to find uh A practical application for God's word um, in our lives. The Bible will give us um, meaning, it will will give us purpose and direction uh, for our everyday living. Amen. And as we have just seen in this parable, it is possible, um, regrettably, to be a foolish Christian virgin. We should therefore want to be constantly alert for the bridegroom. You know, uh, Jesus in the book of Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 told his disciples not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for his Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Let's go ahead and turn to that passage. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Jesus says, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Amen. Now, um, let's also look at another passage uh, from the book of John, chapter 20, and we're going to read verses... um, 21 and 22 and this is jesus again speaking to his disciples and he said unto them he says peace to you as the father has sent me i also send you and when he had said this he breathed on them and said to them receive the holy spirit amen hallelujah so this event happened after the resurrection of jesus christ And before he ascended into heaven. Amen. So the disciples received the presence of the Holy Spirit that's in John chapter 20. Amen. But we see that a short time later in the book of Acts, chapter two, the same disciples received the power of the Holy Spirit. So they first had. The presence of the Holy Spirit, and now they received the power of the Holy Spirit. This new anointing enabled them to no longer be fearful, but to boldly proclaim the risen Christ to their community. And this miraculous anointing in one day changed the lives of 3,000 people. If you read Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost. And those 3,000 believed in Jesus and they were all born again in that one day. Hallelujah. So Christians um, first, we are called first to be witnesses to our own homes, in our families, amen? And then to be witnesses in our everyday areas of influence. And lastly, we are all called to be uh, a witnessing tool all the way to the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. This is indeed our mandate from God. This is our assignment on earth. And Jesus has delayed his return. And his plan, as we read in God's word, is to come and take to himself every born again person. But here is the thing. He will come like a thief in the night at an hour that we do not expect. And therefore, he calls us to be on constant alert. Amen. Uh, let's read a passage that will um, shed more light on what have just said. It's uh, from First Corinthians chapter 15. And we are going to look at verses 51 and 52. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 and 52. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed, amen notice here that to the world the word dead means a cessation of life means just dead the person is gone it's finished but to god when he says that a christian dies the other word that is used interchangeably is they are asleep amen let's read that passage again verses 51 and 52 of First Corinthians 15 Behold I tell you a mystery we shall not all sleep see the word here but we shall all be in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound and the dead shall will be raised incorruptible and we will we shall be changed amen so when god says a christian dies He says pretty much they are asleep. Uh, I don't know if you remember the account of the 12 year old girl who had died and um, Jesus told the mourners that she was not dead, but she was asleep, amen. And in the same manner, um, we see that he spoke about his friend, Lazarus, when he was told that Lazarus had died a few days earlier. So that is why, when a Christian departs from this life, we know that death has truly lost its sting. Physical death becomes um, a triumphant door that allows our loved one to enjoy a glorious new life in heaven. And so, our responsibility until the Master returns is to be about God's kingdom business to occupy until he comes so that when he finally comes back for us he will say to us well done good and faithful servant enter into the joy of your master so we see this theme in um, many parables along with the idea that some people were given gifts that they didn't use For example, the man with the one talent who did not invest it um, or the religious leaders who ignored the the injured Samaritan uh, who was left on the road. Um, Although they could have helped him, they chose not to. And today we have many opportunities to bless others. Um, You know, when God calls us, when we come to him, God not only wants to bless us, but he wants to make us a blessing to others. But oftentimes, we will, we have to admit that it is easier for many to turn a blind eye. And, you know, Jesus is not going to judge us if we don't have the means to help others. But he has equipped us, he has given us The Bible says as he's given us all that we need for life and for godliness, amen. So in looking at what, um, you know, these foolish virgins, what they represent, could it be that they are people who are saved, but who have no abundance, that is mercy or grace to give to others, Could it be that missing the party or that celebration actually means missing out on the fullness of the abundant anointing of Jesus Christ? Could it be that some Christians are happy and satisfied walking around in the presence of the Lord full of joy, just like a true bride with her groom, while other Christians are walking around depressed sad anxious fearful and not living the life of joy and blessings that god has for them you know there is a story um about an atheist who once once said that when he was asked why he didn't want to be a, a be a christian he says that he was not interested in becoming one because most christians seem as though they have a headache that they cannot shake off this is truly a sad commentary but perhaps too many christians stifle the holy spirit from stirring joy and peace in them and because of that they appear to have no relationship with jesus christ and looking again at these foolish virgins Could it be that there are people who are not, because of this disposition, they are not experiencing the fullness of Jesus Christ? You know, someone that is in that situation, walking as a foolish virgin, is not the best example or witness to those who are unsaved, because they wouldn't, they don't display the light of Jesus which is what we are called to do in this world. In Matthew chapter five, the Sermon on the Mount, the Lord tells his disciples that you are light in this world. You are the salt of the earth, amen. And the abundant life that Jesus came to give us is to have enough joy, security, uh, peace, and love overflowing from us so that we can share it with others who are not doing too well, who need more of him or who need him. We therefore must let the Holy Spirit have access to our whole life so that we can be a source of encouragement to others. Uh, A wise believer uh, should be so filled with the Holy Spirit that his presence, um, his vitality and power spills out to all who are open to receive. And this is a kind of love that flows from God and that it is, it, it, it is meant to actually to be contagious. So in closing, I would say that this parable here of <clears throat> the 10 virgins should encourage us to share <clears throat> our overflowing oil with others who need it, who are less fortunate. Amen. Who it touch from God, who needs to have God, to have the Lord in their lives, to experience the goodness of God in their lives. Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he healed all those who came to him. Acts ten thirty eight tells us how Jesus, he was full with the Holy Spirit and power, he went around doing good and healing all, not some, but all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. The same way, the same Holy Spirit is not only with us, but in us. And we are called to share his ways with others. Jesus went away and promised to return. And he gave his disciples, that is all who would follow him, including you and myself. He gave us all an incredible mandate. We can read from Matthew chapter 10 and verse eight. He says, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give, amen. And we also are familiar, most of us at least, with the great commission that we can find in Matthew chapter 28 and in Mark chapter 16, that we are to go forth and preach the gospel to all, to lay hands on the sick, they shall recover, to deliver the oppressed, to set the captives free. Amen. And in Matthew 28, the Lord says to teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost, and to teach them to observe all the things that he has commanded us. And then he says, and lo, I will be with you always, even unto the end of the world. So Jesus, not only has been our example. He he has given us his Holy Spirit to lead us, guide us into all truth, to fill us with wisdom and power, enablement power. He has given us his authority and his grace. And as each one of us has Christ in himself, hallelujah, we have to make sure that Christ has all of us, amen. So. In our next lesson, we will go deeper into several aspects of this parable. For example, we will look at what causes people to sleep, Um, what vision must we have. Uh, We have to search ourselves to know what are we truly seeking or who are we truly seeking, and how do we plan for the future and take the necessary steps to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might." I want us to notice that all the 10 virgins slept. And so the question is, why is it that five were found foolish and the other five were found to be wise? So we are going to continue to explore this subject. And concerning what we have received today from the Holy Spirit, uh, let us consider our own personal walk. And let us commit to the adjustments that will make us wise and ready. And, you know, our purpose is to develop, to grow through the power of the Holy Spirit and become like Jesus, to have his mind, his spirit, his attitude, his words, his deeds and actions, to have Jesus live in us to the point that. In our relationship with others, people can look at us and say that Christ, that this is Christ speaking and acting. They will indeed look at us as true Christians. Hallelujah. The first Christians were given that name because their behavior was so much like Christ. So, this is what we must all be aiming for for, to be God's ambassadors here to be workers together with him as we allow ourselves to be changed and conform into his very image thinking like he does and doing what he does amen let us pray father we have heard and we receive your word to us tonight lord we want to remain alert and be like the wise virgins to experience your fullness We desire to give you our all. We pray, Lord, that you will help us walk the path that you have ordained for us, in the midst of adversity and even in uncertainty. We pray that you will use challenges to teach us how to know you more intimate and lead us into a deeper place and an everlasting in you. Father, take us by the hand and lead us by the still waters. Saturate us with your your spirit and presence for the glory of your holy name and for our own rejoicing. Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Now, unto him that is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless, before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen and amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I pray that this study has been a blessing to you. I invite you to join us next week at the same time for a continuation of a study on the parable of the 10 virgins. God bless you